0: Welcome to Health Matters at Sargent College. The mission of Sargent College is to advance, preserve, disseminate, and apply knowledge in the health and rehabilitation sciences. BU's Sargent College strives to create an environment that fosters critical and innovative thinking to best serve the health care needs of society. Each episode of Health Matters at Sargent College will include faculty, students, or alumni who will share their knowledge with you. I'm Karen Jacobs, the Associate Dean of Digital Learning and Innovation at Sargent College, and I'll be your moderator for each episode. Welcome to this episode of Health Matters at Sargent College. Um, I'm very delighted to have our guest, uh, Colleen, who is a graduate of the Boston University Sargent College Post-Professional OTD Program and is also a lecturer in that program. So, Colleen, welcome to Health Matters.
1: Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here.
0: Well, let's start off with, um, can you tell us a little about yourself and your career? I gave a little bit of background, but there's so much more.
1: Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Well, I'm actually a double terrier. I went to Boston University for my master's and for my PPOTD. And I would say in my 21 plus year career, I've worked in a variety of settings, um, early intervention, early intervention. I've had my own private practice, but primarily I've worked in the public school setting. What I've really loved about working in the schools is the ability to collaborate with other disciplines, being able to see children in their authentic contexts, and really helping to support meaningful student progress. But when i First started working in pediatrics, I immediately recognized that there was so much more specialized knowledge I had yet to acquire. So I consider myself a lifelong learner. I really embraced attending as many professional development opportunities as I could. In particular, I've completed advanced training in evaluation and support of sensory integration and processing, DIR floor time, and working with children who have experienced trauma. However, what I found missing from these trainings was how to enact these approaches in a school setting as an occupational therapy practitioner. There wasn't really any research available specific to this context. And being very evidence-based, I started to scour the literature for what pieces I could put together on my own with my clinical knowledge to um, bring into intervention. And then I felt compelled to share the information I had compiled with other occupational therapy practitioners so that they could be empowered to support students with sensory integration and processing challenges and with trauma who had that limited participation and performance in their occupations in the school setting. So I started writing articles and publishing in peer-reviewed journals and I was sought out then by the Star Institute to create a course about evaluation and intervention for children with sensory integration and processing challenges specific to the school setting. So this course was really um, the first of its kind, and I was felt really honored to help start to pave the way toward developing school-based practitioners' knowledge in this particular area. When I began to teach for the Star Institute, though, um, I really realized how much I love teaching, narrating my clinical reasoning, facilitating active learning experiences, and always impressing the importance of asking questions and self-reflecting in your practice. And I decided I wanted to pursue working in academia to help guide some future generations of occupational therapy practitioners. So Over the past couple of years, I've started teaching at Regis College as an adjunct faculty and, as you mentioned, within the BUPPoTD program, so I'm delighted to be here today.
0: Well, you have accomplished so much, and you've had such a big impact on so many colleagues and the children and families you've worked with. Now, you mentioned the Star Institute. I think for some people, they, they may not know what that is, so could you share a little bit about that first?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, so the STAR Institute is based out in Colorado, and it was founded by Dr. Lucy Jane Miller and with the work of Dr. Sarah Schoen and all of her research. And it was really br- to bring together some of the clinical knowledge, some of the research practices and um, some of the educational pieces together under under one umbrella. And so Star Institute has an education department in which they do professional development trainings, of which I'm faculty on the faculty for. They have a research department led by Dr. Sarah Schoen, who um, explores research regarding sensory integration and processing. And then they also have actually their own clinical practice in which um, children will come from all over the country and really the world for um, therapy. So it's a really great organization to work with.
0: And I'm sure they're so happy that you're part of of their um, institute as well. Now you started talking about, you know, what's inspired you, but can you go into more detail about what inspired you to get involved in research itself?
1: Oh, sure. So when I started teaching for STAR, I had a number of school-based practitioners that were asking me to clarify what to do for school-based intervention for children that were not successful in having their challenges um, mediated by inclusive support. So they were asking, are you proposing for us to use a clinic-based model in the schools And what I would explain was that sensory integration intervention was not, in fact, a clinic-based model, but an evidence-based model that has been primarily researched in the clinic setting. And so I ended up getting in a discussion regarding this consistent line of questioning that I was getting um, with Dr. Lucy Jane Miller from the STAR Institute. And she was talking about how without research in the schools, it was a really a challenging paradigm shift for practitioners to take. And regarding who to do the research, she simply said to me, why not you? Um, Thus began my research journey. Luckily, I had a lot to build on. I knew I was really grounded in theory-based practice. I honored looking first to support students in a least restrictive environment in the school setting. I had established in my practice using a sensory integration intervention paired with teacher consultation that aligned with the AIRS fidelity measures and with STAR fidelity measures. I was using a data-driven decision-making model in my practice, and my data was really suggesting that this intervention I was using appeared to really positively impact occupational performance and participation in the school setting. I knew I had an incredibly supportive network of individuals that I worked with in the schools, which is essential to conducting research in a school setting. And additionally, I had the support of my advisor and circle of mentors in the BUPPODD program as I actually developed the study protocol, as you're familiar with, for my doctoral project.
0: Absolutely. Um, And let's talk about the study that you completed this year. And I know that um, it's been something very important and something that... Um, is going to have an impact on uh, the delivery of services, the outcomes from that study. So please share that study.
1: Absolutely. So the research study was a concurrent, multiple baseline, single subject design across participants in a public school setting. And I was actually the treating therapist. So in other words, what this entailed was starting to gather data for three students at the same time, and then varying the baseline length for each participant. So their intervention actually started at different times, but consisted of the same manualized intervention. So this helped to ensure that any change that was seen in the study from the baseline to the intervention phase could be attributed to the intervention and not an outside factor. Individualized sensory integration intervention aligning with AIRS, sensory integration, and the STAR frame of reference was provided for each of the three students for 15 weeks. Um, I saw them two times a week pull out for 30 minutes, in addition to a weekly 10-minute consultation that took place between the student's teacher and myself, the occupational therapist. So, what did this look like? It was really individualized to each of the students, dependent upon what their comprehensive evaluation had shown. Um, Treatment and sensory integration intervention is really child led, it's very much play based, held in a sensory rich environment. So, there were equipment such as swings and a ball pit. And I focused really on offering um, just right challenges that elicited adaptive responses. So, for example, Is the child able to throw a weighted beanbag, perhaps, and a target while they're swinging? And also strategies from the domains of regulation and relationship were drawn upon in the sessions as well, and that was really guided by my use of the STAR frame of reference. The consultation that took place between the student's teacher and myself really focused around a couple of things, teacher education. So we discussed about the impact of sensory integration and processing challenges on the child's performance in the educational setting. We also did a lot of collaborating. So we looked at designing modifications and accommodations for the classroom and other school spaces. There were three participants in total in the study. They ranged between the ages of five years old and seven and they qualified for inclusion in the study as a result of a comprehensive evaluation, which had demonstrated significant sensory integration and processing challenges that were affecting their participation and performance in the school setting. Exclusion criteria included they did not have an autism diagnosis, nor were their challenges mitigated by previous embedded supports in the classroom that had been provided by the occupational therapy practitioner. So for the data collection for the study, every week, 10 minutes of the same activity in the general education classroom was videotaped. And then those videotapes were actually later coded by a blind trained reader regarding two dependent measures. So the two dependent measures of this study were functional regulation and active participation. They were both things that I anticipated to change as a result of the intervention. And we defined in the study, a child as functionally regulated when their arousal level matched the behavioral expectations of the classroom activity. And the child was defined as actively participating when interacting in an outcome-based purposeful and expected manner with the environment or activity. And then I really operationally defined that to what that would look like in real time. And I found that defining these terms were hard (laughs) because it was really important to me to have operational definitions that reflected a neurodiversity affirming approach, but also the limitations of a general education classroom. The study actually also additionally included two pre-post measures. I used the SCOPE, which is the short child occupational profile and the BASC. Furthermore, goal attainment scaling was used to note progress in occupational engagement. And I included semi-structured interviews conducted with both students and the teachers following intervention. And this was really in order to provide a lens of what their lived experience was of being in the study and participating in the intervention. And what was exciting about the framework of this research study was it was the first study to evaluate a sensory integration intervention paired with teacher consultation provided in a public school setting. And we really focused on, from an OT lens, its impact on occupational engagement in real time during classroom observations.
0: Well, this was a well-organized and structured Uh, study. I'm really impressed with what you put together. So what were the results from the study?
1: So the results of the multiple baseline portion of the study showed statistically significant change for both functional regulation and for active participation for all three participants from their baseline data to their intervention data. And this was incredibly exciting because it means that the intervention and consultation together resulted in real-time participation and performance-based changes in the general education classroom. We also saw changes in the scope and the BASC that indicated improved occupational engagement. All of the goals that were set with goal attainment scaling for all of the participants were either met or exceeded with the exception of one. Um, And the goals had centered around occupations of play, education, social participation, and health management. Finally, I ended up with wonderful interviews at the conclusion of the study in which the teachers reported that they felt that the class time lost for the short-term intervention was well worth the outcomes that were realized. And the children, um, the children made comments in their interviews about the intervention, helping them to feel safe, connected, and joyful. And this was an important outcome for me as my intervention had an intentional focus on relationship building, as well as being trauma informed.
0: Well, this is an important study. And how, how are people going to learn about it other than on this podcast?
1: So it's actually been accepted for publication in the American Journal of Occupational Therapy. So that should be coming out next year, which is really exciting to be able to get the information out to other practitioners and um, very, very excited about that publication. As you should be. Uh, (laughs) Place to publish.
0: So I've got um, one more question and then asking you a question that I always end everything with. Um, which is what is your why? Um, but let's let's do this question first. What would you say are the key takeaways from your study, and then what's your why each day?
1: Um, all right. So I guess the first question, as far as a key takeaway, um, is more specific to the outcomes of my research. The research really provides preliminary data for an evidence based model for school based practitioners to more effectively support students who have sensory integration and processing challenges in the school setting. I'm very excited about the ripple effect of this research, of other practitioners doing similar work with their students, making meaningful changes happen to open up opportunities of joy and success in the school setting for them. But I guess the why, and maybe perhaps my second takeaway, is I'm really hoping for school-based practitioners to see using a multiple baseline study as a model for research that they can do in their own school setting. I want to go on the record, though, and say that it was not easy. I had to be very vulnerable, um, take a chance that my outcomes may not be what I hoped for, resilient, enlist a lot of help from my colleagues and experts in the field, Incredible knowledge professionals like Dr. Sarah Schoen, Dr. Linda Niemeyer, who are also the co-authors for um, the the write-up of the study and its results, I certainly couldn't have published it without their wisdom and guidance. But completing a research study in the schools, though, is definitely doable. And we need school based practitioners working in the field who understand the culture of aligning with the laws and guidelines of a school setting to conduct efficacy research. So I guess I would conclude with asking other school based occupational therapy practitioners that same question that sparked my involvement in research. Why not you? I love it. Thank
0: you so much. This was such an informative episode and I'm so proud of you. Double Terrier, Um, (laughs) thank you for being part of our program and thank you for advancing this body of knowledge in occupational therapy that is so important and to challenging and inspiring other occupational therapy practitioners to want to participate in research. Um, That's so important.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. And everybody, our listeners, thank you for being here.